0: You're listening to the Declare Conference podcast. The Declare Conference is a Christian women's blogging conference in Dallas, Texas, this July 30th through August 1st, 2015. Our desire is to bring women together to help them use their God-given gifting to point to Jesus. We also want to connect speakers and attendees and equip them with the latest in blogging, social media marketing, and technical teaching. We want to encourage attendees to grow spiritually, drawing them nearer to God and inspiring them to make Him known. Our theme this year is Beautiful Deep, and we were inspired by Ephesians 3.18. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. Thanks for listening. You're listening to episode 24 of the Declare Conference podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Amy Lynn Andrews. Now, Amy has been blogging since 2004, and yes, that's over a decade. Given that time, she has watched blogging change. She's seen trends. She's kind of predicting where she sees blogging going, and because of that, she has decided to direct her energy towards a newsletter, and a weekly what she calls trademarked term newsletter that she sends out to email subscribers. So today she and I chat about that process of her starting the newsletter, what it is, what the benefits are, the difference between an email subscriber to your blog and an email subscriber to a newsletter, why you should or should not have one. And then she'll spend some time talking about specializing how the internet is moving in the direction of people having lots of opportunities and deciding what best matches their gifts and skills. I think it's a great conversation. Amy's going to teach a lab on the topic of newsletters. So if you're interested, it'll be on Thursday between one and four and that time slot, uh, your choices are going to be crystal Stein talking about graphic design and social media. Um, I'm going to be teaching on podcasting and Amy Lynn will be discussing newsletters. So, um, if you're interested, sign up for that lab. It is an additional fee to your regular ticket price, but totally worth it. All right. I think we should get right to it. So here we go. Hey, Amy. Welcome to the Declare Conference podcast. Hey, Heather. How are you? I'm doing okay. It's spring break over here. So we're having good times at camp. camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've played Monopoly. We went to the library. No beach involved. That's the same right. Party. There's
1: no beach. Yeah. yeah. No beach and no skiing. No. That's where everyone in Texas <laughs> is. It's really empty. Exactly. <laughs> but we have spent two days at the library. So, but you know what? The library is one of my favorite places to be. Yeah. They really love it when I bring
0: my four boys there. Or <laughs> not. <laughs> I did the whole, okay, guys, remember... We whisper, we walk, (laughs) we don't grab our brother, we don't wrestle. Like like, Yes. The list is long of what not to do at the library. I Uh, know. Oh, Amy, it's so glad to have you. So glad to have you. I'm doing awesome. It is so good to have you back on the podcast. You have been a part of Declare for a long time. You Like when it was Mama's Right, weren't you? Yes, I was. I did go to Mama's Right. That's right. That's right. You were in that year with a really, lots and lots of people in a tiny room. like yeah. We were counting. But it was fun. Yeah. It was. It was a tight community. We did it. Yeah. Quite literally. <laughs> quite literally. It was. And then you've come back and back, and we are having you back teaching a lab this year, a three-hour lab on newsletters. And before we yeah. get into that, I want you to tell anyone who doesn't know you which, come on, Doesn't know Hey Amy of the Hey Amy show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tell everybody when you started blogging, writing, doing online things.
1: All right. Well, I started in two thousand four. Totally not noble beginnings because my blogging journey started after getting an email from my cousin, and he had emailed me. It's just started a brand new nonprofit organization was like hey check out my new website and it was at that moment that I thought what (laughs) you know you can have a website if you're not like a computer like a company geek
0: yeah yeah Yeah.
1: it was sort of shocking and so then my competitive streak (laughs) just flipped right on and I was like well if he can do it I can do it too (laughs) yes you (laughs) can
0: yes you can
1: So that was the beginning, and then, um, yeah. So that was 2004. So it's been over 10 years. It's wow. Been, yeah, I a think you win. I think you win.
0: Your competitive <laughs> streak, you win. That's right. You, you, you thank were, you. <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. I kid, Where's my trophy? No. <laughs> At the conference. Well, that's not a trophy. So you didn't write about blogging back then because no one was really doing it. You were just writing about your business, right? Like being a pastor's wife. Was that your blog then?
1: Yep. That was it. I, yeah, I really, what happened was I got online and I, I thought, okay, I'm going to figure this web website thing out. And I ended up getting into some forum. I don't even remember where it was now, but there was a bunch of mostly men in there who (laughs) were the computer, you know, geek types (laughs) that I thought, you know, I I would just kind of ask my questions. Hey, does anybody know how to do this? Or does anybody know how to do that? And, um, somebody along the way said, because, oh, I was asking about how to create a website. I was asking questions about creating a website, but Mm -hmm. somebody along the way said, you know what, if you want a website, probably the easiest way to get up and running is just to use, um, a blogging platform and get started on a blog. And so, you know, they, they introduced me to a couple of different ones, but then WordPress was the one that everybody recommended. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. And I, I was shocked that I could (laughs) set up a website. Now for me, it took a a lot of time to figure it out because there, you know, there weren't, there weren't a lot of tutorials and that type of thing Mm -hmm. back then. Um, But eventually, I figured out how to do it. And then once I got it up and running, then I was like, oh, now I have to write something. (laughs) So at the time, I was a pastor's wife and really struggling in that role. And so I just decided that I might as well write about that because surely there are other people in the world who, you know, can relate. So that's how it all started. And then what year did you switch to
0: writing about blogging?
1: That was in 2010. I was sort of making the transition in uh, 2009. Um, but by that time in 2009, um, my, my kids were all old enough that I had a little bit more time Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, up until then I really was just kind of, it was just an outlet that I would do in my free time. But then once my kids got a little bit older, I was, um, I became aware of, you know, the people who were doing it, the other moms by then they were doing it and really, you know, making an income and, and do doing it as business or doing it as, you know, building their author platform, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to sort of devote more concentrated effort and time into that. And then, um, so that was about 2009 um, that I, I started that kind of with purpose, as opposed to just kind of getting on there and, you know, writing every once in a while. And what was it called blogging with Amy then? Yes, it was called blogging with Amy because I started making, uh, you know, building relationships with the other bloggers up Mm -hmm. in that up until then. I really didn't. I wasn't on social media. I didn't really um, spend any time building relationships at all. But but at that point, then I felt like I had the bandwidth to do it. So that's right. (laughs) The bandwidth to do it. So that's when I started. And people just kept asking me questions. Well, you know, I had been on WordPress by that time, you know, it was six years. Yeah. So, um, and a lot of them were just starting on WordPress or they were the type that really wanted to just write. They didn't want, you know, all of the, the, they didn't want to have to deal with the techno technical aspect of it. And so they would ask questions and, um, I got so many questions. I was like, whoa, you know, I, I'm just going to start a different site completely than my other one. Um, and so I just started blogging with Amy, but then it, you know, blogging with Amy eventually transitioned into what I have now, which is com. And
0: it's awesome. And it's Thank you. the resource for people. <laughs> if y'all literally, if you're like, I don't even know who Amy Lynn is. What? You should, <laughs> and you should be going to com. And the biggest, baddest, most awesomeness of Amy Lynn Andrews is her newest endeavor, or I call it the newest endeavor. Um, you've written ebooks, You've done stuff. You have the Hey Amy show. But you have this use letter, which you've even trademarked the term, <laughs> which is like a goal mind. We were talking earlier. It's like you get it in your email box on Saturday morning, and you feel like Amy just handed you this gift of like, secrets like <laughs> blogging secrets that she's discovered that week and she's here just to share it with you like she didn't just email it to everyone else but you're the only one who has exclusive rights to this little little gem and uh implementing it and like even the you know i was looking because our friend was mentioned how you can um there's an app or a, something on your computer where you can take images from your computer and put them on instagram so it doesn't just have to be a photo from your phone anymore. What was that? Grambler or something like
1: that? Yeah, it was Grambler. Grambler. And But then I had to say that this was one of my first addendum uh, use letters because I had to. Um, and then I realized right after I sent it, somebody emailed me. One of my readers emailed me and said, wait a second. I thought that wasn't legal to. <gasps> really? <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, oh, okay. well, I what's not legal? Well, the whole idea of Instagram being um, they they really they they.
0: This is where you're good for us, too. You were the one that made us realize Amazon affiliate stuff shouldn't come out in email. And we were all like, what? I've been doing that for years. Right. It was like like the fine tooth comb of reading the contract. So tell us what's illegal on Instagram.
1: Well, I don't know whether or not it's illegal. So I should preface this by saying I'm not a lawyer, <laughs> you know. Don't don't sue me, right? Yes. But um it like I I did read the terms of service and to me personally, I was left um at the end of reading it um with not all of my questions answered, let's say, but the bottom line is is that if you do any searching online, um, with the search terms Instagram and Grambler, uh, some of the things that come up are talking about people's experience that once you use Grambler on an image, and let's say you use a hashtag on that image, your photo is not going to show up in a search of that oh, hashtag. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay.
0: So like if someone, it's, a, uh, it's for a conference, hashtag, yeah. if conference. And you use it through your computer. Then when people go to the all the if conference pictures, your picture won't be there. Right. Huh. Yeah. Good to know. But Good.
1: some people, you know, there was really mixed messages because some people said, well, I've been using it and I haven't had that problem at all. Um, hmm. But then others have said, oh, yeah, definitely you shouldn't use it. The bottom line is Instagram wants you to use their app from your phone. I mean, yeah. they, you know. They want so- to be instant. Yeah, they want you to do it that way, so that that's okay. I in my in my addendum, yeah, <laughs> my updated newsletter that I sent out immediately. Um, you know, I said I'm not going to use Grambler myself, um, but for some people, it you know, for some people, it it works beautifully, like our friends. So well,
0: and if you're creating a graphic with which has text and you're making that on your computer, mm-hmm. um. It just takes a step away of you then having to email it to your phone, open it on your phone. You know what I mean? Save it to your photo album and then put it to Instagram. It's just like one step faster. Um, But and that's a different purpose. It's it's not a purpose for hashtagging and it's for your community who follow you on Instagram. Anyway, but these are the things, Amy, that you help us (laughs) out with that I do not have time to research, but I am sure you researched and you went to and looked at all those forums on Grambler after the fact and got to write everyone back with the addendum. That's right. I mean, the newsletter is awesome. Thank you. When did you even get started in that? Like, what what was your ding, ding, ding? I need to do this. What year was that? Or what time was that?
1: That was summer of 2013. Okay, summer of 2013. uh, Summer of 2013. And the precursor to it was or I guess the steps that led up to it was just a kind of if I'm if I'm looking down you know in the distance down down in the halls of time I don't know (laughs) (laughs) you know I would I just really think blogging has certainly changed you know I do have the advantage of having watched it from um, 2004 all the way to, you know, now 2015. You're like a grandmother for us. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Your perspective, yeah. Exactly. You know, so I can see how things have really sort of ebbed and flowed along the the way. And for me, I just think that blogging is changing uh, so much. And I think several things I started hearing around the internet, um, like, for example, people were starting to see that um, ad rates for display ads on their site were going down. Mm -hmm. Um, then of course, this is about the time that, uh, people are starting to access blogs and the internet in general on their mobile phones. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and just the, I mean, and of course the, the, the biggest issue here was just the, Huge, huge, huge fire hose of information in blog form that gets, you know, put on the internet every day. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Every blogger had new content Monday, Wednesday, Friday.
0: That's right. Yeah. You
1: know? So it it was it just became clear to me, you know what? If I want to stick with this for the long haul, I'm really gonna have to you you just can't, you know, business as usual. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that it's like an
0: innovators dilemma. My husband and I read that book Mm -hmm. a few years ago. It's like things are changing all the time Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: the ones that are on top, you know, have to either switch with the innovation, Mm -hmm. you know, or be succumbed by the new flow. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to either innovate and like recognize I am no longer relevant and I need to get with the program and be relevant. Or just, you know, not be relevant anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, just keep right. going and blogging and okay, who cares if this isn't really how things are going? I'm just going to keep at it. Right. Or, or you can innovate like you did.
1: Well, yeah, for me, in the end, what I thought was I just want to make sure that I have is I own as much as I can own and okay. I'm not you know, subject to Facebook's whims or Google's whims or, you know, because those were the other things, you know, Facebook, of course, through the course of 2014, you know, people who were getting amazing traffic from Facebook, you know, many people had horrible experiences, yeah. you know, when they the algorithms changed. Same thing with Google, when you have all the Google updates, um, you know, the pandas and the penguins and the hummingbirds and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what oh, i don't yeah. know what that is that oh really like a zoo are you yeah. talking about a zoo well you- these are they name the you know when google updates their algorithms a lot of times they'll they'll name the the update really and so those yeah so those are those are the those are some of the names of some of the algorithm updates okay. that we've experienced but for some people i mean for some people, it was absolutely devastating, you know, like um, monetarily, like they exactly were
0: counting on it for their family to eat
1: mm-hmm. and then it's gone. Right. Now, I would say that it wasn't so it didn't hit like the blogosphere as we know it, you know, are part of the blogosphere. So, so much. Um because Google was really targeting the, the people who were just kind of focusing on SEO completely and not really concerned about producing great content, mm. but really trying to um, take advantage of, you know, SEO. Search um, terms. Yeah.
0: Search exactly. engine optimization for you who don't know SEO.
1: Exactly. So when right. someone
0: searches in Google, writing something that has like a, a key term in it, mm-hmm. whatever's hot. So that your blog post goes to the top.
1: Right. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So there was just all these different changes. And I thought, you know what? I just, I want my, I want to own as much of my digital, digital assets as I can. And to me, an email list was one of those digital assets that I really wanted to focus on because I really hadn't focused on an email subscription base at all or Mm -hmm. email subscriber base, I guess is the right term. But, um, Yeah. So I thought, you know what? Oh, and the other thing too was in my niche, which is very time sensitive because the blogging information changes so much. Yeah. It was just becoming a real bear to keep up with all of the changes. Yeah. So, you know, I have posts on my site that, you know, they apply to what happened in 2012 and what the best practice on Facebook was in 2012, but well, you know it's gone through several iterations by then. You yeah. know, by now, or you could now. be
0: recommending you could recommend a plugin that doesn't even exist anymore.
1: Exactly. Like yeah, and and that was that just that's a lot to keep up with. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot to keep up with, and it just bothered me. You know, I didn't like the idea of people getting information or, or hap, you know, stumbling upon information on my blog that was, you know out of date. So, mm. um, that was one of the reasons, that was one of the main reasons that I decided to go to email. And that way I could just, I could, it was current in the sense that I could say for this week, these tips I know are relevant. And so you can follow the newsletter, and I'll send it to you on a Saturday, every Saturday morning, and you can get these tips. And this is the good stuff that I found this week. So, you okay, know, and so,
0: so, okay. Let's say, like right now, anyone who has subscribed to my site anytime I post something, it goes to them, whether mm-hmm. it's a blog post or a podcast, most likely, but a newsletter's different, or do I use that same email list like I have all these email addresses, I can just send them an you know I think I did I tried it one time, but like I can just write to them. Is that a newsletter? You could. If they have given you permission, like if they have subscribed, like on a box yeah, on my yeah. on my site. Mhm. Is yeah. that permission to just write them whenever I want?
1: Or- technically, <laughs> technically yes. Now, of course, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> but, but I mean, okay. <laughs> if someone has has given you their email address and then you know has confirmed that yes, in fact, um, that is okay with me for you to contact me by email, then yeah, then you have the, your permit their permission to contact them by email. Um, okay. Now there there are I, some go ahead. There are some caveats in the sense that you know if somebody signed up you know, two years ago and you haven't contacted them at all since then. And then suddenly you're like, oh, by the way, yeah. hey, you know, I mean, that to me, to me, the laws, the laws for spamming, um, you know, are not all that clear as far as the time frame. But, oh, okay. you know, I mean, so but you, they can you just do unsubscribe. have to subscribe if they get it they right. can unsubscribe, but the, they the, could. But the they thing could also. That- mark you they could also mark it as spam which doesn't reflect well on you no so well
0: but here's the thing like people
1: say newsletter that
0: sounds really official like super official and i think that it can turn people off well i don't know what a newsletter is i i what i I can barely get my blog post out what are you talking
1: about newsletter
0: it's like a separate thing that's not on your site you're typing it in someplace else
1: Okay, you you have a great question, which is what is the difference between people being email subscribers to my blog posts? Yes. And people being email subscribers to my newsletter? Yes. And I think a lot of times the term is used interchangeably mm. and so people will just say, well, it's my newsletter, you know, basically people just talk about subscribers my newsletter, that stuff, whenever they talk about emailing somebody. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and and there's a lot of ways that you could handle contacting subscribers. So you could have an email sign-up form on your site, which I think is what you do, yeah. which is connected to your blog posts. Like through Mad so, Mimi
0: or something like that. MailChimp. Right. Those are the different or, ones, right?
1: Or, right. Or even FeedBurner. You could do it, although I wouldn't recommend Feedburner <laughs> at this point in time. But I mean, it's a popular one, that's yeah. why I mention it. Okay. Um. So, you know, basically, whenever your, you, whenever you publish a new po- blog post, somebody um, that has subscribed to your feed, the feed is basically your blog material just packaged in a way that it can be sent to somebody. Okay. So in your situation, right, you publish a blog post, yeah, which you know, it updates your feed, yeah. And then who whichever service you're using, whether it's Feedburner or Mad Mimi or Mailchimp or whatever, um they say, "Oh, there's a new updated um item in her feed. I'm going to automatically send this new updated item" To those who have chosen to receive this by email. Yeah. at Whatever designated
0: time you decide. 7 a.m., 6 a.m., 3 a.m., whatever. Yeah.
1: Okay. Right. Okay. So now let's leave that over here on this side of the table, right? (laughs) Okay. That's over (laughs) there. (laughs) uh, On the other side of the table, you have um, the option of creating... um, well, there's a lot of terms that people use: a newsletter, an email newsletter, an email blast. Mm. Uh, you know, there's various things, all in, all with the intention of meaning. This is an email that is not connected to my blog posts. Yes, it's separate from. Yeah. So and then so you so that's what I have. I don't have some, but I don't have an email subscription. Um, for my blog posts anymore, I, right? It's I, gone. It's it's gone. So I only have a subscription to the newsletter. Okay. So so you over here are doing a good thing by letting people subscribe to your blog post by email. Okay. I'm over here allowing people to subscribe via email to my newsletter, um, but there are also people who do both. Their email subscribers get both their blog posts and they also choose to, you know, send separate emails as well at other times. And, okay,
0: let's say right now mine get my updates from my blog and I want to switch. I just want to switch. Now they're just going to get a newsletter. They're no longer going to get my blog via email. That's not legal to just switch on them, right? Or not. Is it? Can I just... Uh, well, can I, think, I just change the settings in Mad Mimi and say, okay, I'm no longer going to send them the updates. Now they're just going to get a newsletter whenever I decide.
1: Yes, I think technically you could do that, but I think you really need to be um, mindful of your readers and what they're expecting. <laughs> <laughs> you mean think about others,
0: Amy? Yeah. What? Right. Oh, it's not just about me. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I wouldn't recommend just making a switch without, you like know, like from a business or standpoint. Them.
0: But right. like from a technical aspect, you can just go into your Mad Mimi or your Mailchimp settings and do the switch. Right. As easy as that. Right. And then you just decide okay, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, whatever whatever floats your boat, I'm going to type into Mad Mimi this newsletter. Right. Okay, and then how do people even know you have a newsletter? You have something on your blog that says,
1: right? You would, you know, basically you would tell them just like you would tell them about the, you know, the opportunity to subscribe to your blog post by email. So you would put sign up forms around your site. Um, you would mention it. You, you know, you could mention it here and there. You could create a landing page for your sign up form. Um, you know, there, I mean, there are so many ways that you could. And
0: the benefit is, like you said, you own it. You own those email addresses and email addresses, and it's attractive to people because it's exclusive. Is that why?
1: Well, I th- in answer to your first question, yes. The benefit is that you have those email addresses, and so you have permission by them to approach them. Whereas on your blog, you have to wait for them to approach you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other advantage is, if anything ever happened to your blog, it went down for any reason, or you know, it exploded or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my! <laughs> yes.
1: You know, you still have you still have that list of uh, that list of email addresses that you can you know contact them. I think the 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 perfect example really is of Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income Blog a couple of years ago. he his His site, which gets huge traffic, just was gone. And it was gone for like a week or something. And everybody, of course, was like, what is going on? You know, well, he had all of these email subscribers that he could just email and he could say. You know, hey, this is what happened. This is what's going on. This is how I'm trying to fix it. It's okay. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. So even like, okay, I have my people that
0: have signed up to get the blog via email. Even if my blog blows up, I can still email those people.
1: Right. Assuming you have those
0: addresses, you but, but can. But of the addresses, I. but what I, I guess I'm trying to figure out for someone who's listening, Mm-hmm. Who currently writes on their site regularly what benefit and, and they're and they're getting email subscribers right they're collecting those email subscribers not for a newsletter but people get their blog yep. what so so your reason for them having those email addresses they're still getting the email addresses what benefit is it to their reader to have a newsletter
1: there might be no Yeah. There, yeah, there might be no benefit. Okay. There, there might not be an additional benefit The really, really it's, it's the email addresses that you're after. Okay. So if you get them because they're, they're getting your blog posts or you get them because they're subscribing to a a newsletter, it, in the end, it really doesn't matter because it, you have the email address and that's the, that's the important part.
0: Okay. So that because it seems like a lot of work to then write an additional document you're sending out every week if you're writing regular blog posts.
1: Yes. And for some people, it absolutely will be more work and not worth it. Yeah. So each blogger really has to decide for themselves what they want to do, how they want to do it, what's going to be the most advantageous to their reader and as well as saving them time and, you know, kind of getting the most bang for their, their own buck in the process, you know? So I don't think that there is a, I don't think there's something super special about the newsletter, the way I'm doing it as compared to the way you're doing. I mean, there's nothing special about the way I'm getting email addresses, You know, more than you you. get them. Just as long as you get them.
0: And and you got to think about your reader's experience. So let's say you're writing three times a week. People may not be opening them the three times, but maybe if you sent out one newsletter on Saturday and it had links to those three posts, Mm -hmm. um, I know like Ann Voskamp, you can choose if you want to get every post via email, just like a one week and it has all the posts for the week in one email you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or then there's, you know, some people have a specific separate newsletter, like the newsletter, where it fits for you, Amy, because it's like you do a quick little, hey, this is what was going on for me personally this week. And then any kind of cute, you know, links that you like, they're just fun. And then you're like, number one, here's something. Number two, it's not like too much to handle to read as a reader, because sometimes I get newsletters and it's like, whoa, I'll never get to the end of this is too much information in one gulp but i feel like you do a good job of making it very readable and use user friendly like i click on a lot of the links you put you know so. okay
1: yeah thank you yeah yeah that's my goal and i should say that in the back of my mind yeah the newsletter letter replaced my blog got it got that's it. that's the bottom line yeah so may i i don't know if so when I think of my own online business or online presence, whatever, I think to myself, I really am actually not so much a blogger as I am the writer of this newsletter, this yeah. email newsletter. Well,
0: and that's like you were asking me what I'm doing, what I'm up to lately. And it's like, I really don't view myself as a blogger anymore. I'm just podcasting. And so every email that's going out to my subscriber list is just another podcast. So it's weird. It's different. So I kind of need to rethink even what I'm doing. I don't know.
1: Well, that is exactly what I started to see when I decided to go this route, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Now blogging, we use the term blogging. Yeah. But so many of us are really not Blogging like we used to. Blogging. Yeah. yeah. Blogging back in the day was you had one writer who had their blog and they would write on their blog regularly. Yeah. You know, but now it's not we're we're that's not the way it's happening. We've got YouTubers and we've got Instagramers. podcasters and yeah. yeah, Instagrammers, we've got, you know, people who are running basically contributor blogs. Yeah. Uh, you know, so they're they're managing a bunch of writers it's not just one writer and their blog so blogging has totally changed that's one of the main reasons why I moved away from the blogging with Amy domain yeah, yeah. because it's no longer blogging it's really like online publishing or
0: or presence or whatever yeah whatever online
1: you're... media or yeah. you know you hear a bunch of different terms but um yeah so blogs blogging and blogs are just you know, it's, it's, yeah, totally different.
0: Well, I think this is a good discussion. And I know that our listeners have enjoyed thinking through these things. And, um, if y'all are really curious about newsletters, you know, more about why is it worth it and how to do it more specifically, like how do you set it up? Um, maybe you don't even have an email subscriber system yet. Um, I don't know. But Amy's lab I think you'll really love hearing from her because she she has nailed it with this newsletter. And you should definitely – I'll put a link to that so they can sign up because I really think if if you're writing or you have an online media presence and you haven't been reading Amy's newsletter, you're missing all the gems. You're missing (laughs) all the gems. Um, But, yeah, uh, I think, you know, is there anything we – you think you'll talk about at the lab that I haven't mentioned? I know it's it's kind of far away, but um just like in the back of your mind, is there anything you would you want to teach people?
1: Well, I think that I guess the you know, I, I don't have it completely mapped out at this point yet, yeah. but um really my thoughts are um kind of trying to understand more a little bit going a little bit more in depth about you know the conversation we just had there's yeah. a lot of confusion yeah. about how newsletters sort of fit into the picture yeah so my thought is to sort of go over that but also why you might want to do it how you might want to do it um the different tools that you can use in you know to get it started um you know who knows maybe we'll go into a little bit more in depth about the different the 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 change that blogging is going through and, you know, the possibilities that you have. Um, but I do, I do think that if you, I mean, you can't read anything online anymore without people saying, yeah, my biggest regret is that I didn't start my email list sooner. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah, that is one thing that is talked about so much. And the reason, the reason is, is because it's just so important to have possession of those you you know the information of your followers so you can contact them so um you know so it's going to be the why's in the house
0: yeah i think that's good because i'm even thinking like the number of people following me on instagram or facebook or twitter is ridiculously more than my email subscribers that's not good that's not good it should be opposite right
1: I suppose in an ideal world, it would be opposite. (laughs) But, you know, it's so much easier to follow somebody on, you know, Instagram. You just click follow, right? That's right. Um, So, you know, it's different. But I think that, you know, I think that a lot of people just, you know, might not see all of the benefits of doing it. They think, well, why? Why do I have to? Why should I be worried about it if I, you know, I have my blog and I have, you know, However many followers around, you know, on social media and the different platforms and whatever, but.
0: Well, and uh, I think you could even like show them, you know, it's going to be a small group in the lab. You can, you know, have our laptops open, you know, show them Mad Mimi, show them your what a landing page is or even how you have set up the sign up. You know, basic stuff because y'all, it's three hours with Amy, very few of you, you know, a couple yeah. of y'all. Oh. And, and then You'll be with Amy right there, you know, asking her <laughs> questions, and it's not just like you standing at the front of a room of hundreds of people. So, I think I think it'll be great if this resonates with you. Just go and sign up for this lab on Thursday in the afternoon. Um, your choices are Amy, Crystal with the graphics and social media, which you heard from last week, her um, podcast, and then um, my po- my session on podcasting. And so, I think those are three very different. Topics, um, so you know where you need help. Uh, I think it's great. I wish I could go to yours, but I have to teach. Well,
1: Apparently. I wish I, I, wish I could go to yours. <laughs> just have yeah, to talk. Because, well, well, but then. I, you know that that's the way it's going, though. You know, I mean, we're, we all have to specialize. I think that's what it's gonna be. Yeah,
0: and I think that you know, even that conversation, if people in your session could say, you know, what their strong suit is and where they see their online media presence, you know, where are they heavy? Where, where do they feel most comfortable? That could even decide what they do newsletter wise.
1: Oh, know. definitely.
0: Yeah. Have a
1: focus. Well, and you know, yeah, I think that's a great point because it's not a one size fits all situation at all. Yeah. You know, I mean, because like we were just talking before we started the interview, you know, you, you're, you're doing a great job with podcasting and you know, I'm kicking myself because I'm watching you and I'm going, I should totally be on the podcasting wave. Oh, I'm totally doing that because you're, you're on the front end of it. And by the time I would get myself, you know, going and whatever I've, I've missed it in, you know, to some extent, I'm not saying it's over and, you know, there's always new ideas. There's always new ways of doing things and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I mean, you're the, the podcasting format for you suits you really well. You love talking with people. You lo- you're you good at it. You know, and for me. More, right? more. Tell me
0: more. Tell me more. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is for not Maisie, about me.
1: You're like the best thing ever. <laughs> no, stop it.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, no, you know. I think, from-
1: I think finding everything. Yeah, for you. Yeah. You know, for me, the newsletter suits me well because I, you know, that's kind of my style. I like to write in little bits. You you like to research. I mean, you're the one willing to go and read and like find all this stuff. I'm like,
0: oh, thank goodness she did. I'd never go do this research.
1: Yeah. I see. I love that. I love it. See that
0: that taps into what you like. And so I think helping people that come to your session tap into their sweet (laughs) spot. You know, I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. Well, I like the dog, too, because sometimes I add dog sounds to the pot. I'm serious. The last one with Aaron Hall, I added a dog barking. Oh. So, (laughs) for the blooper reel. Oh, so So sorry. No, you're fine. (laughs) I think he's saying, your time's up, lady. That's right. Feed me. Go on a walk. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you, Amy, for taking time to chat with us about this topic. And um, I'm excited to see. I know I'll see you hopefully before then, but.
1: If not, <laughs> I'll see you in July. That's right. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. There no, goes. this is, this has been fun. Yes. Thanks for having me. Thanks, and uh, have a great day. Yeah, you too. Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: If you learned a few great things today, imagine how much more you will learn when you attend the Declare Conference this summer. You'll meet new people, hear awesome speakers, eat delicious food, and worship our amazing Lord. It's August in Dallas, Texas. For more information, go to www.DeclareConference.com. See y'all there.